to another episode of Are We Recording here with 007 Gage Sutton and with the young Rottweiler, Ethan Hamilton. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and today we are joined by our good friend Monty from the UK and we're here to talk some football and we just recorded another episode for his channel and we really want you guys to go support him. He's an awesome dude. Awesome and you guy, guys are going to see it throughout the fucking, throughout the whole the video. We're going to be referencing with that. With him to- and with us, yeah. Whoa. So go watch that first before you come watch ours. Bad. We'll wait. No, I'm just like, I hate when the we'll, YouTubers be doing that shit. We'll wait. Pause the video. We'll wait. <laughs> but Monty. But you heard, though. Did you, you guys do it? Like, yeah, yeah. The, the, no, no, no. I say, like, the people, just because we don't like it, you can still pause and then go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah, so, Monty, thanks for joining our recording, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me. Honestly, like, really, it's 830 Recording time, UK time. I know you guys, it's early, it's early lunchtime, like early afternoon. So, yeah, yeah it's about 2.30. I know the time difference. But, bro, literally, and I can't lie, like, I really enjoyed watching Dad Should Remedy. It was class. And I've also checked out your NFL draft, even though I'm not, like, I'm not the biggest NFL fan. I, ha- I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. In that NFL draft, for those who haven't seen the NFL draft, go watch it. Like, follow us on oh, TikTok. Instagram, all that stuff. We're going to have clips from Monty's episode on there, all of that. Did you catch the bit where our buddy Furnish showed his bare ass on the screen? <laughs> For those I was that don't no one caught that. But. We'll put it right here on the screen. Don't worry. You, you're not going to miss it. I'm not letting y'all get away. If we had to see it, y'all had to see it too. I'm the surprised we have, we have, our video hasn't been taken down, bro, because he was butt naked. Like, hey, hey for, don't take it down, bro. YouTube, please don't, don't take, take it down. down. <laughs> but, but, bro, Monty, bro, we was crying, dog. Like, I didn't even know what happened at first. All I see is Gage, like, hopping out of his seat, like, screaming. And, like, three of the other guys screaming. And I'm like, bro, like, what, what did I miss? Like, did I miss something? Did somebody fall out the chair? And they're like, bro, we'll tell you afterwards. And afterwards, they're like, bro, Furnace, like, got up. And, like, when he walked away from the camera, he showed his whole ass. I was like, bro, I was trying to do that. I was <laughs> I was dying, You got to be bro. patient, Ethan. We got to save that for the OnlyFans, man. Bad, my fault. Yeah. I got a... Wait, you saying I got an OnlyFans ass? Big money, man. Big money. Big money made, man. Big money made in OnlyFans. Hey. Monty knows what we're talking about, and Ethan, I did not say that. Um, we'll, we'll let the viewers make that description. We'll, we'll let the viewers decide that. Uh, in, in the poll, in the poll below, decide: Does Ethan have an OnlyFans ass? Um, <laughs> but now let's get to Monty. Monty, again, man, we really appreciate you joining our show and letting us join your show. I think we had some really good oh, conversations. For those and, who don't know Monty, like Monty's got his own channel, like his Twitter's hilarious. Like it sucks that he's a Man United fan, but we'll, we'll let it go. We'll let it go for today. But like he does, like always coming to me. That's crazy. Wow, That's crazy. wow! <laughs> it's already started. <laughs> but for those who don't know, Monty, like he does great football content. Like for like our American audience, if you like, I said, if you guys want to learn more about like how to get into it. Like especially with the World Cup and like Champions League, the the Premier League, everything like that. Follow Monty, like he'll 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 hook you up for real, for real. And if you're not into that, I'm like not he did, I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly. Like, like Monty, like speak a little bit about like the other stuff you do, because I think we can do it. But like, bro, you'll do it way better than us. Like, I, I don't think we can nah. do it justice, dog. You do you do dope content, uh, dog. Nah, I appreciate. It. Thank you, thank you. I think what the viewers need to know is that. I do cater to a lot of people because I don't want to alienate people just because they don't like football, they don't watch football, for example. Um, so, like, literally, um, the past week, we had a girl talking about my good friend, Bills. Um, she came in talking about uh, modest fashion and how that, like, in her industry, how that's going for her. I've had boys that are entrepreneurs. I've had footballers on the, on the, on the show. I've had coaches, so I can like understand the tactical side of football. Really understand what a coach goes through on the day to day. I've had a range of people. I can't lie. Um, yes, don't get into it. It's not all serious and dreaming. Like, listen, it's vibes, man. It's vibes, good vibes. Literally, what it says over there, you can see it. Good, good vibes. Good vibes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's not that, but yeah, good vibes, man. Good vibes. But um, honestly speaking. 
like I appreciate you guys coming uh, to let me know that yo we want to record with you. Listen, that means a lot to me because at the, at the end of the day, like as I'm meeting you guys for the first time, when I do come to the states, I'm definitely gonna shout you guys for sure. So listen, hey. all love, man, all love. Hey, for real. And, you know, I think for any other content creators out there, I mean, it really is like just reaching out to other people and being like having the respect to just reach out and like just like respond too. because like I feel I guess for me and Ethan, you know, we we lucked out with Remedy. We messaged Remedy and asked him if he wanted to come on. Bro, the like show. It was just like some shit. Like I remember like I was watching. Yeah, like, Whilst we're speaking about Remedy. Just a little sign for the viewers. So obviously, after every episode, so this is my setup obviously for today. But after every episode, I get my guests to sign this wall, so they, oh, they wow. have a place wow. in the studio. And then remedy, remedy's what. Oh I'm shoot! Right Look at that. Hey, that's the guy right um, there. That's man. the guy. Mine, I know it's a bit dark, but mine is on the bottom corner. Hey Gage, so when, when, when we pull up to England, dog, we we gonna have to sign that. I, I think yeah, so too. This studio come through anytime. Like, what the hell? Save that. We're going to have to save up for that either. Oh, bad. We, we, can't, we can't go without our... Oh, yeah, we need sponsorships. This is, what, this is what I was holding. This is what I was holding from the last episode that we just recorded. You know, this, you know I've noticed, yeah, because I've booked so many flights from between the UK and the US. Because obviously, I live in the UK, but my school's in the US. So I've done, I've done a lot of bookings for like, like flights and stuff. And like, I was speaking to, like, all my teammates and stuff that are from the U.S. and when they travel to Europe just to chill and have fun and whatnot, they spend up a grand on ticket prices alone. And I was like, bro, like, is it like that for everyone? Like, you spend that much money just to go across the pond? It is, bro. Like, it really is a lot of money. Like, uh, it's, it's different, like, traveling in the U.S., like, going domestically, but internationally, bro, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's- Okay, so then to add to that, yeah, I looked at, so when, obviously everything's relative to everyone's financial, like, wealth, you know, like, obviously my wealth compared to a millionaire's is peanuts because I don't earn the amount of money that they earn and I only earn the other. So you have to look in relative means, but even though I'm saying that, I book my flat, price, uh, flat prices for like five, six hundred dollars. And I remember, like, my team was like, what? How'd you get for so cheap? And I was confused thinking, why is it so cheap? Because when I leave America and like I want to go back to Europe, it's a grand. But when I'm coming into America, it's like 500. I'm literally half the price. And one, one thing I've noticed is if it's the GPS. If you're booking from the US, they're going to charge you US prices. You get me? Because yeah. the majority of the people that fly abroad have money and have wealth. Whereas in the UK, Flying is common practice because I can take a train to France. I can take a train to Italy. I can go take a ferry that costs, what, 50 bucks, go across the English Channel, go to Calais, France, take a train from there. Mainland Europe is my whole oyster, you know? So one thing I noticed here, if you guys were to say to me, Monty, go on your laptop and look at ticket prices, I bet you right now, like, I can literally go on it now. Right now, prices will be like $500 max. Max. Hey, hey, like, like, hey, you hear that, Joe Biden? You fix that shit. No, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Biden, I got my passport ready to go. Yeah. Get us to England. Yeah. You guys have to apply for your passports. You don't get a birth, do you? No. Like, we, we qualify, but you, you qualify for them, like, for being born here. Like, you, anybody can get a passport. You just have to, you have to pay for it. But you don't just, like, get one, like, how you get not. You know you get a birth in Europe. When you're born, you're given a passport. I'm telling you, America exactly, is, exactly. is the United States is so like weird, we bro. Think we're, oh, yeah, we think we're so like we're the shit, but I mean, when you look at Europe, I, I feel like ah, there's just so the universal health care too. I mean, is is that <laughs> oh, is that a huge? You don't pay for health care. Whoa, I've never in my life. A dime for healthcare. All right, l- l- let me let me tell a funny Monty story because it's now a, a story to Monty that's related to this. Gage and other story, right? So here at like uh, Texas State for like our international viewers, me and Gage go to Texas State University here in like uh, San Marcos, Texas, right? We got this big rec center that we all hoop at 
Like, we do, like, everything. And we work out, do everything over there. One one day, like, all the guys were like, hey, Ethan, pull up, come hoop with us. And I'm like, all right, for sure. Like, because I hoop, but I don't hoop as much. Like, they hoop, hoop. Like, I just go, like, once a month. Like, I'll go hoop with them. I went hoop, bro. And we were playing all right. Like, we were playing cool, bro. I went for a loose ball foul. I got kneed in the head, bro. Like, my eyebrow split open. Like, it was, like, hanging. Like, you can sort of see the scar a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. You can sort of ski it. Bro, it split open. I'm sitting there, like, holding my eye because all I see is, like, my hand filling up with blood and everything like that. And I'm just thinking, bro, did my eye just fall out? <laughs> did my eye just fall out? And I, I, like, go to the bathroom and I see it, like, hanging. And at first I was like, whew. Like, thank God it wasn't my eye. But it was like, damn, like, I looked like I just got the shit beat out of me. Like, it looked like somebody gave me a two-piece of fries. Like, they just beat the fuck out of me, bro. <laughs> and so, like, I, I go to the front desk, they give me a Band-Aid, and they're like, oh, let me see it. And all of them, it was like a movie, like, all of them simultaneously, like, I put my hand off, and they're like, ooh. Like, they're like, who got you? And I'm like, bro, nobody got me. I got need in the face. Like, it, it ain't that deep. But the, the, what made it worse is that, like, bro, like, it was one of those cuts that, like, it defo needed stitches. Like, it defo needed stitches. But I was bullshitting. Like, I went home, and I was like, I cleaned it up. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to, like, like, let me see how much, because I know stitches going to cost you, like a, like, a, bro, it costs you bags, bro. And I was like, hold on, hold on. And so I was like, it, get, it gets worse, it gets worse. I call my friend, and I'm like, hey, bro, I'm like, I can't drive. Like, you, you going to have to take me. He's like, say less, I'll take you. Like, obviously, you can't drive. You can't see out of one of your eyes. Like, I'll take you. He took me, and we're, like, looking at the insurance. I called the, at first, I called, like, the urgent care, right? The, it was too late at night. It was, like, 8 o'clock. Urgent care was closed. Always open was for 24 hours. And the thing on the American, like, little insurance cards, it tells you how much it's going to cost, like, at each of the places. Like, like at an urgent old. care, it's, like, what is it, like, 40, 50 bucks? Mm-hmm. Like, it's cheap. Like, it's 40, 50 bucks. Uh, I can do 40, 50 bucks. But at an emergency, like, 24 hour? <laughs> but, like, for, for, like, a stitches, 40, 50 bucks for stitches. You know what I mean? Like, 40, 50 bucks for stitches is not crazy. For the, for a... Uh, 24 hour like uh emergency room bro it's like 12 uh 1200 bro in my head i was like just to get stitches just to get sick i'm like bro i can wait till morning and go to urgent care that's what i'm thinking that's it's a, like bro I can that's wait. what you did right i could just put a, a, a band-aid on i wait till urgent care in the morning so i go back to the crib i pop like two or three like i was i was like future i was popping pills dog. Like, i was down in them then them advil's like i'm like bro <laughs> <laughs> like like my head hurts. was <laughs> <laughs> like I was I ibuprofen everything. I, I was like, bro, my head hurts like crazy. Like my like, and I put the bandage on. It stopped bleeding. Like after like that first like thirty minutes, like it just stopped bleeding. It was just like a, a big ass like cut, like a hole. I was like, fuck, my head is hurt. And then it cut, like eleven o'clock at night, like bro, I'm on the game with these guys, and I'm just groaning. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> bro, like I'm just groaning, like I'm in pain, and they're like, bro, Ethan, go to the hospital, bro, like. Yeah, I like I'm, in my head. I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna like. It hurts too much. So I call the the like the furthest urgent care. Like it's like 15, 20 minutes down the road. I'm like, like, hey, like, can I how, like, is it too late to get stitches? Like I don't want it to get infected. And they're like, oh, how long ago did you get like hurt? And I'm like, oh, like three hours ago. And they're like, oh yeah, like it's it's too late. Like if we try to give you stitches, you're gonna get infected and it's gonna be worse. So what you're gonna do is just go to CVS. Go get those like those butterfly band. You know the sti- the the band aids they give you after like surgery or something like that. Like the the butterfly Ooh. ones. Go get the butterfly ones. They'll hook you up. Like they just close your wound. Like have somebody help you. Put a bandaid over that and like let it sit for like two three days and then change them. And in my head I'm like, what kind of ghetto ass shit is this, bro? And I got now I gotta call my mom and explain to her why I got why I didn't go to the hospital. <laughs> We need answers, Joe Biden. We need answers, Joe Biden. <laughs> Wait, so you guys really like? Bro, this is the this is survival of the fittest, bro. What? Mm. This is crazy. What the hell? On the bright side, she was right though. Like, like after like really after a week, like it just it got way better. Like the first two three days, I looked like a dumbass. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. But like, it's crazy how, like, immediately when you're hurt. You're not thinking, oh, I need to get help. I'm thinking how much will it cost? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my chest. What? I'm going to AME right now, bro. My running. Hey, God, take me, please. Like, it's dumb. Bro, this is, you know, one thing that always scares me, yeah, in America is like, I've got to be, I, I'm, I'm an international. So when I'm on, like, my university have this policy, whenever 
I stand with the school. Any incident that happens on campus, they cover it. Because I'm in the transfer, I don't have, like... What school you go to, by the way? Oh, so I'm transferring. I'm going to go to the University of Minnesota to mark the transfer. Okay. I was at Tulsa University. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. University of yeah, Minnesota. That's good. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they got they got a good uh, men's soccer program. So I thought, yeah, let me let me go check that out. Get me. So I'm not gonna be there. But when I was in um, Tulsa, I remember like um, the campus. They so you was like, okay, that because you be brought you as a student athlete, we're gonna look after you on campus. But outside of campus, your your own liability. I was like, she okay, cool, bro. One day I hurt my leg so bad, bro. I remember like I, I was riding my bike. It was like snowy, and I had to go. This is you know one problem as an international here, yeah? and your American viewers will never understand this, bro. When you're international in America, there's no transport links unless you're in the major major cities, bro. You think Tulsa has transport links like that? No, you have to drive everywhere. So what do I? I don't have a car at this point. I'm a. I was a sophomore. I don't have a car. What car do I have? And all my all my friends, bro, they were out of town. They were living with their families for the weekend, bro. It was only the internationals that were on campus that day. I said, yeah, this is a sticky one. What did I do? I obviously started the semester. I bought a bike from Walmart just to get me from places. I don't want to walk in it. Cool. I I get I get my bike. It's icy as fuck. Like icy. So what do I do? Like I decrease the air pressure in my tire. So you hear me? Like I'm not skeeting around and getting stuff like that. What happens? I come, I, like, the journey to Walmart was fine. And, bro, it's literally a two-minute drive. It's literally, like, I can see it when I leave campus. I, Walmart is there. It's not far. I can walk it. But I don't want to walk. You get me? I want to ride my bike. Yeah? So what I do, I go to Walmart, do my shopping, come back, I put both bags on the end of the, like, on the side of the handles, in it? For a man cycling, bro, I got to the traffic light, yeah? Oh, my God. So it was one of those traffic lights, yeah? Where I'm cycling, cycling, then it turns, it goes to amber. Thinking, shit, do I break? Do I? Mm. I said, fuck it, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Like it was, coast was clear. I can, yeah, cool. But I'm cycling, yeah. I think this is God telling me, listen, stick to the rules. I should have slowed down. Well, my my the tire clipped. Um, so oh, there's no sidewalks as well. So it's just road and then grass. It's like a ditch and then grass. So I clipped like the edge. Because the bags, I was with, like one like lopsided, bro. Hurt my leg so bad. She's shopping with for I think ah, I'm in pain, in pain. And then I realized ah, I'm in the UK. I can't stay in pain and ask someone to help me from where I am. I need to get my ass to campus and then lie down on campus. And say, ah, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Help me, help me. Hey, hey, hey. That's what, hey. That's what you call finessing the system, though. <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro, you, bro. Honestly, it hurt me, and bro. I had to go over the ditch. Drag my bike, drag the shocking that I did. Bro, I was in pain, brother. And then I saw one, one member, like one faculty uh, member, when I was walking to go into a car. I said, Oh, Miss, Miss, come on. I'm in pain, I'm in It's cold as well. And she comes jogging. She looks a lovely woman, lovely woman. Come and say, Oh, are you okay? I said, No, I'm quite hurt. And she said, Oh, you're international. International. That's how they say it. Yeah, in- international. <laughs> international. I was like, Yeah, like I am, but I'm hurt. Like, I need, I need assistant like where was this and she kind of looked and i left like shopping like let's say um let's say uh a tire breaks quick you see the tire burn you see the trail so i left the trail of like food that i didn't go off and pick so oh. she looked and said i'll allow you don't worry i'll back to you come hey that's Help a real one that's a real one that's hey. shout out her bro because bro i'm not i'm oh, with you though yeah, sometimes no. you gotta finesse it the amount of times oh. The amount of times, dog, that like I think, like I see like a a bus moving bookie down the street, and I'm thinking, well, I want school paying for it. Let me just take a step off this curb real quick. Let me, let me, I want free tuition. (laughs) (laughs) Why why don't you guys have good train links? Like you don't do. I don't know why. Like in the UK, you can go from London to Glasgow, which is the other side of the country, and there's good train links. You can, you have like train links every city, every town. At the train station. Why? Because we need to get connected. I don't know why America doesn't have that. 
I, I don't know either. If you're, we're being completely honest, um, it maybe I don't know. I, I really don't. They should have some kind of train that goes across the country, like can get us anywhere that we want to. But that's just bro, like not the way the United States is operated, and weird, it doesn't bro. look like it's going to change anytime soon. Nah, especially so. te- especially Texas where we are, bro. We're highways. Texas is different than other states, bro. Like. Tulsa is close to it. Like since you she stayed at Tulsa, it's highways, dog. Yeah, it's highways. It's highways. Bro, it's highways, bro. It's highways. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't have a car, you can't go nowhere. If you don't yeah. have a car, you can't go bro, nowhere. Bro, mine was relying on my American teammates to take me from A to B. If I want to go to OKC, guys, let's go. Like I would have to rally over and say, guys, let's go to Come on. OKC. Yep. you can't take a train. You can't. Yeah, bro, it's, it's, it's dumb. It's weird because like it's, it's weird because really only up east, like only up east, they got like uh, train stations, and not like Minnesota. I'm talking about like the New like York. the Virginias, New like the New York, like the Jerseys, yeah, the, the, yeah, that type of stuff. They got trains. Like I remember whenever I was visiting school, it was like up in New York. Like my pops was like we were t- hopping train train all day, and I was like, I'm not used to this, pops. Like I'm used to like just driving in the whip, like going places. Like I'm not used to hopping on the train, buying the metro pass, and everything like that. Bro, like in London, we have the underground limits. We have the tube and we have our underground system. But we also have like our train links that can take us from one city to another city. So like, uh, obviously, America is massive. It's the size of a continent. But in relative terms, it's like, for example, you guys being in um, Austin, yeah, or uh, you know, being in Austin and then taking a train from like Austin to OKC. That's probably what, six hours, seven hours? Like it's not, it's the distance isn't that mad. It's not like going from like one state side of America to the other side. It's just literally yeah. like you're, you're going to neighboring states, bro. Hey. There's nothing but highways, and it's like surely America with the economy and how much of a big country this country is and how great the economy is, surely have money to facilitate. Yeah, I get that. It's it's weird, and- dog. Like. And the thing is, too, when you think about living in Texas, Ethan, I'm sure you can sympathize with this. It takes forever to get out of this state. Just to get out of Texas. Yeah, like, yeah it takes like, bro, it takes like six hours, dog. It takes like seven, and, six, seven hours just to leave that's in, like, in a car. Just like, to get bro. out. Yeah. And and yeah, the thing is, I've, I've actually, I've made the drive to Tulsa. My uncle actually lives in Broken Arrow. Um Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so not very, not very far. So I've made the drive up to Tulsa and... I'm telling you, I wish there was a quicker way to to make that drive because oh, the quickest way is plane, but that's not feasible all the time. Yeah, like and not, like, like the money happen. either. Yeah, yeah, like my my father, good, my father, he works for the airlines, so like every now oh you got discount oh every now and then my, he my, does my, <laughs> every now and then my, my pops comes in clutch like he's like hey Ethan like I need you home like this weekend or we're going to. We're going to California for a wedding, and they're in Dallas, and I'm in Austin. Instead of me driving all the way back to to Dallas, he's like, "I'm like, we're gonna put you on the standby list in Austin. That way, you you just meet us there, because I don't want to have to wait four hours for you to get here. And by the time you get here, you could have been on the way to California. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, it's it's weird though. Like it's it's just that's just one of the transportation is one of the many differences that we both got. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's crazy, like like. With the economy that you guys have, uh, surely, like, cars can't be the only solution to get from point A to point B. Like, surely there's other means of transport. Like, like you look at Europe as a continent. Like, there's so many. Like, you can take the Eurostar from London to another country to another country. And, like, I always like to compare the whole of Europe to the U.S. Because mm-hmm. it's similar sizes. It's similar, like, in a lot of ways. So, when you're going, like, just think of the countries as states. You know, like... Belgium to France to the Netherlands. Just think of that as Colorado, Nebraska, Missouri, like stuff like that. But there's always train links to get from point A to point B. There's planes, there's trains, there's cars. There's 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 a lot of ways to get about. But in America, you're really restricted. And if you're not a local or you're not someone that has a car, bro, you're really staying in that one place for a very, very long time. Like, heavy. I couldn't go to a lot of functions because a couple guys were this way and a couple guys were that way. Oh, it's horrible, man. Yeah, that's Hey, and let me tell you, Monty, too. Uh, my parents and I are planning a trip to go to Europe soon, actually. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited. And 
from everything I've been hearing, it sounds so much easier to plan a trip to Europe because we have transportation to get anywhere we want and we can go from country to country and we can do day trips. Like, uh, I think we're going to start our, we're going to start our trip in Switzerland. Right. And yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, and like, obviously, uh, we we wanted to go stay in Geneva. It's a little more pricey than we thought it was going to, but we can still go for the day. It doesn't cost us anything. We just gotta get on the train. Like, that's crazy. Well, I could take I, I could take a plane. I could take a flight from London to Milan, Italy, which is like three hours. Bro, nine pound. I could take a nine pound, which is like what? What's that? Thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars for a flight? Well, I. Bro, I could take a... Oh, no joke. Bro, imagine... Hey, Gage, imagine if we could take a $13 flight to Cancun. Oh, I was just looking at flights to London from Austin. It would it would run us about $1,000. Whilst we're on the topic, let me just pull it up. Austin. Austin, Texas. To London Heathrow. How much is that? Currently, current prices, they are about... Yeah, six eighteen. The six hundred eighteen pound. Uh, five hundred pound. Yeah, five hundred pound. Literally. Oh, that's so much money, dog. That's so. But much no, I mean, yeah, he's, but but five hundred dollars no, no, compared that's to what I'm saying, thousand. Like, that, I'm just thinking like just the money the opposite way, dog. Like, yeah. Bro, it's going dope. to America is my most expensive cost. It's my biggest cost, hundred percent. If I, and one thing that I like doing is like staying for the university, especially during the pandemic, when I was going for like classes and stuff and go to campus. I say to the university, like, listen, like, with respect, like, if you want me to continue coming, like, times have changed. I can't exactly go on a plane that easy anymore. It's not as cheap as it was it once was, especially with the amount, like, the amount of people that fly now since the pandemic, bro, it's dropped. So now what do airlines do? They increase the prices. You get it? Yeah. So what the, so now I'm feeling the effect. So I say to the unions like, listen guys, like, listen, like help me out, pay for this trip, pay for that trip, you get it? And sort me out. And then luckily like I've been blessed to have like good like um ADs where they authorize stuff like that. But I know a lot of boys that play like even D one, D two and they're getting then like their unions are like, nah, we lost money too. So we're not paying for nothing. You just have to get your ass hit. And that's not mm. it's a bit weird. We're gonna take it. It's crazy, man. And uh, I mean, it just goes to show all the differences in the United States. But I mean, we we talk a lot about the differences in soccer and football um, between Europe to on your video, which we will link in our description. Make sure you guys check that out. Everything down Um, below. But Monty, I want to ask you, man, you said you're going to uh, University of Minnesota next and you're at at Tulsa. what are you studying? Are you doing mass comms similar to me and Ethan to kind of get into more of this content creation stuff? No, so I'm a bit I'm a bit rogue in the sense that I'm studying economics. So my major is economics. Oh, wow. the only reason my major is economics is because I'm a big nerd. Like when it comes to economics, well, I geek out. Like it's, that's my zone. You see football and economics? Yeah. Long hey, day, and they long go day, hand day. in hand sometimes too. <laughs> I mean, like like, like prices. Yeah, yeah, like you were saying, like before, like like on your episode, we talked a lot about the fan interactions and how they're different in the UK and the US. But one of the things we failed to like really speak on, I think our platform is a perfect one to talk about it, is like you were talking about the Americanization of European soccer, right? So you're seeing a lot of like the, the glitz and the glam of like American sports is starting to, to, to go on over like to y'all when it comes to like the way y'all market the Premier League or the way that, like, there's a lot of, like, am I wrong in saying, like, there's a lot of, like, American owners that, like, own a lot of American teams here. Yeah, they yeah, own yeah. a lot of the British teams. Like, I didn't know that the Glazers owned Man United. The Glazers owned Tampa Bay. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that. I didn't know they that. They owned United since 05, 06. Like, that's how long they've owned United for. I just recently found that out, too. Um, I, I was not aware of that. <laughs> until recently oh, but that's we, crazy bro, like bro, it's mad because the issue the issue is yeah because i think ownership so let me just break it down a little bit so the the big the traditional big six teams so that's arsenal united 
Chelsea, City, Liverpool, and Spurs. The, so out, the four out of those six are American owned. So you have the Glazers, you have FSG, you have the Cronkies, and you have Tottenham's owner. I can't think of their name on the top of my head, but all of four are American. And then you have the we have the Arab owners for City and the Russian owners for Chelsea, Abramovich. So you have that. And obviously, Chelsea's up for sale now because Abramovich can't own Chelsea anymore because of yeah. the Russia and the Ukraine situation. And the potentials that are buying Chelsea are American. So it potentially could be five out of the six that are American. So now you have a situation where in the Premier League, American owners are frowned upon because they don't care about football. They don't know football. So what they do is, for example, like I, I saw something that um, the Cronkies did with, because they own the Colorado Rapids. So what happened was um, one of their players, the Colorado Rapids, they'll make into it, they'll do a feeder club and they'll send like a lot of players from the Colorado Rapids to Arsenal, which is diluting the quality. Like if you can't play Premier League football, they don't, don't mix the two. If you have a world-class talent and you're, you as the owner are lucky enough to own this, these two clubs, Cool, move one piece to the other because you can see where it fits. I, I don't, like, we don't mind that as long as the team improves. I'm sure Arsenal fans won't mind that. If the team improves and they're able to challenge. And I'm pretty sure Rap Rapids fans wouldn't care either. Like, let's say, like, you have some players that, like, in Arsenal that, yeah, they're not good enough to make the first team, but they make great MLS players. Like, I don't see why they wouldn't, like, bring him across exactly. to the U.S. Like, that exactly. seems like, exactly. you know what I mean? Logical, very logical. But the issue of, like, Man United, Liverpool, even though Liverpool have been successful in the last few years, they're like you're seeing with the whole Mo Salah situation, Mohamed Salah, his contract. So FSG have a wage structure, which is no one goes over 200k a week. That's their structure, yeah. And everyone else is underneath, and that's that's the order. Salah wants at least three, four hundred thousand a week. Why? Because he's deserved that title. He's arguably up there with top three best players in the world. And you see his performances but over the last is, four or five years. Is it years. bad to say that he might be, like, when it's all said and done, he'll be Liverpool's greatest player? He's up, he's up there. He's honestly up there because he's won the Prem, which no Liverpool legend in the current generation, like the current era. So from 1992 onwards, since the Premier League started, no Liverpool player has ever done that except him. He's won the Champions League, which Gerrard also won in 05. You get it? Like, he's the top goal scorer this season. He was top goal scorer previous season. He has the record. He's got hundred. Bro, he's broken very... Like, when he's all said and done, bro, he could go down as Liverpool's greatest ever forward, 100%. However, there's a big risk that he'll run down his contract and move elsewhere this summer because they can't agree. FSG are saying, we do this in the MLB, where we have our way, and it's the highway. And if you're not on board with that, piss off. Whereas, you, you, like, in Europe, there's more of a leniency with wages because we can appreciate... Someone deserves a lot of money because they put in performances. So if he was at United, bro, no hesitation. If he was at City, no hesitation. Go pay your bread. We're going to pay you the bread because you deserve it. But Liverpool, they're like, we do because we do this in America, we're going to bring it here. And that doesn't always work that way, in it? I hear that. I hear that. Because look it, at City. Like, you, you can, again, like, like, you probably know more information about the current City situation. But, like, De Bruyne is the highest paid player on the team, right? Him and Sterling. But Holland coming... Yeah. He gonna make that money look like chump change that De Bruyne is getting, you know what I mean? And Holland oh, not necessarily has deserved. He, he hasn't necessarily deserved it more than than De Bruyne. Like he really, he's not better than De Bruyne, but it's the thing. It's the thing that like he could be. He has a very good chance to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like it's the potential. At the end of the day, what clubs are doing nowadays is they're buying into potential. So you see Pedri, they locked him down on a new contract and his release cost is one billion. Like, that stuff is unheard of because why? Back in the day, back in like 2018, 200 million was unheard of. But what did PSG do? PSG, they PSG hit that name off. Yeah. They said, yeah, 200 mil, that's some change for us. So it's a money game at the end of the day because yeah. owners and clubs, they feel, they feel, attack. they feel like they're the top dog, but there's always a badder man at the end of the road. And PSG were like, what? Your release cost is 200 M's. Don't test me. I'll actually really, I'll activate that, you know? What do they do? Next week, boom, you see PSG announcing uh, Neymar. Yep. Yeah. And what people can say with, oh, whether that San has worked out or hasn't, at the end of the day, that's changed football because now you're seeing players being listed for 100 mil plus. Bro, before that Neymar transfer signing, that number <laughs> was, <laughs> was not inflated, you know? 
Like Maguire is 80 mil, but he probably would have cost 40, 50 if it wasn't for that signing. You gave me stuff. There's a lot of factors yeah. that go into it. And, and, and the thing with those price tags is Gage, like, and we can kind of like relate this to the NBA too. It's the, the, the price tag on that contract. Like John Wall in the United States, he's a point guard. He plays for the Houston Rockets, bro. He's getting paid 47 M's a year. Bro, he hasn't played a single NBA game in two years. He yep. sits on the bench, not because he's not good. Don't get me wrong. He's not worth 47 mil. It's because the team sucks, and they want to keep sucking because the way the draft structure works, right? Because the, the the worse you are, you get better oh, draft picks. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, they don't want to put I, the I, better I, players I, in just in case they win so they miss out on the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. Like That's also, like, I forgot to mention this, and I think we'll mention it here. Like, Americanization of sports, but it's also your actual system. So, like, if you guys had a system that was working proper, we wouldn't mind because at the end of the day, football back in the 1950s to what it is now is two different sports. But it's improving with time and it's improving with what we want. And if there's change needed, then listen, fine by me, do the changes. But that system where there's no relegation, no promotion, it's a closed shot. So it's the same teams every year. It's the same fixtures every year. Like, that's dead. Then you have... Um, the, what you said with the lottery picks, with the draft picks. So the worse a, a team is, the better their rating is. Let's, let's, the opportunity let's, put it, let's put it like this, right? It's to even the playing field, it's basically. It's for parity. It's for parity. So think about it like this. You remember when Foden and Sancho and Dilop and all of them were coming out through that through city, right? Imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at the end of the season, instead of Newcastle, Burnley, and Everton, they're, they, get their, they get their pick. Each of them get one of them. Imagine how crazy that would be. But that wouldn't, though. That's the thing. People people usually think, oh, if you sign that superstar, you're going to change. No, but because, look, let's say for, let's use that example. Let's say Foden goes to Burnley. Burnley have a specific style of play. So if they include Foden, they would have to change that completely. And that, that means they could possibly mm-hmm. even be worse because they're, they're used to, like, you're used to your bread and butter week in, week out. So you, you know America better than me. There's no one out of me and you, me and you, Ethan, you know America better than me. It's like me saying to you, I'm going to do your day job better than you when I've never been in your position before. So now you're bringing Foden into that environment. How do you know he's going to do well? This is why I prefer the European system where you have promotional relegation. You need to earn your merit. You need to earn being in the Champions League. You need to earn being in the top division. That's it. fair. That's fair. That's and I fair. Wanna, so I guess let I, me ask this question. I think the, oh, sorry, Ethan. I just wanted yeah. to add on to that. I think, oh, the yeah, entertain, I, ask. Go, go. I think the entertainment value comes from the fact that, you know, um, if those three players in this situation, like, it, it's fun to see who the team will end up picking because the team has to decide who's going to fit in our system, who's going to help us become a better team. And we just saw it last night with the NFL draft, um, which – yes you have to take a chance on a guy, a guy who has all of the potential, but then they turn out to be bust and then they see each other, and then they'll be in the top of the draft again. Next year, a you know year, I mean? two years. Yeah, exactly. So let me ask this so that our viewers can hear our opinion. Cause I want to clip this so that we have it on, on TikTok and, and social media and everything like that. Like just quickly, do y'all prefer having relegation and promotion and, and having the Academy players like sign academy players, or do you guys prefer the American way of doing the draft and the lotteries to, to select new players? Gage first. Bro, it's, it's plain and simple. I prefer promotion and relegation, and I prefer that our players come from an academy. Because think of it like this. You have Man United, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Russia Dortmund, Inter Milan, AC Milan, PSG, Marseille, all these clubs in Europe having their own academy, they're producing their own players. You see the draft, the issue with the draft that I have is you're just picking talent. You're not producing talent. You know, like this is why America, for example, the American men's national team has been in the gutter for so long. Only now they start to improve. Why? Because they've come to Europe. They're not able to have the level where they can come to Europe and play football. In America, you guys have a draft system. So what does that mean? So that means your college school, so whatever college you went to for however long, whether it's one year, three years, four years, whatever the case is, that means they nurture you. So cool, you put up outstanding, let's say basketball, yeah? Outstanding points, assists, blocks, rebounds per game. Your averages are amazing. Why? 
because you had so-and-so in your team, you had your college coach helping you here, you had your college mentor, you had your college, you're comfortable. You go to the NBA, let's say um, uh, the Knicks, they're always, you always see them high in the draft picks because they haven't done well for so long, yeah? yeah. Um, you That's have, fair. let's say the Knicks here too. <laughs> let, let's say the Knicks, yeah? <laughs> um, they draft the best player. So let's say, um, uh, like, there's opportunity that, wow, this player that has this quality can perform 100%, because I'm not saying all drafted number one players and top three drafted players are scrubs. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the average, so if you look at the last 20 years, the average of successful top five drafts compared to the unsuccessful top five drafts, that's unbelievable. Bro, you have years where you draft a player number one and he is done within six months. And yeah. You'll never see him again. And it's like, in Europe, the club can determine what type of player they want. So Man City, Man City's academy is because of, Phil Foden is because of Man City's academy. Man City created Foden. They got him from a club and said, we're going to nurture you to be our future player, our style of football. They play passive football, progressive football. Now they have a player that suits that mold. Burnley, for example, they play 4-4-2 football. They play long ball, very direct, very aggressive football. So in their academy... Their centre-backs or strikers are probably six foot five, big, tall, hench blokes. Why? Because that's their style of play. So for me, it's like when you're cherry-picking, you're not wasting talent. So for example, let's say um, um, every year, let's, say, let, let's put it on reverse. Let's say the lottery picks for the drafts were given to the best team on their performance the previous season. So let's say Golden State, when they did their 3 P, yeah? Was it 3 P or 2 Was it 2? They went back to back. Yeah, yeah, back oh, to back, yeah, no. back to back, and then they won it. My bad, my bad. So let's say Golden State, yeah. <laughs> let's say pick they picked the draft the number one player for those two years they went back to back to add to that dynasty, bro. Basketball will be so much more competitive, hundred percent. Because then every general manager, every GM in the league will think, all right, I need to be the best of myself and have this team to be the best of its ability in order to get the best players. Why is it that the best players are going to the worst teams? Does that make sense, bro? Because then yeah. it goes in either two ways. It's either you're improving that their team to be a mid-table playoff contention team or that amazing player that we saw in college is nowhere to be seen. So it's like, I don't know what you guys would prefer, but for me, it's very clear to me. Hey, I mean, I am I totally see your side of this whole thing because American sports are very different. I mean, you think about not just the like the fact that we don't have a relegation, but the fact that like we also don't have like it's all these players are coming from college, like you mentioned earlier. And um, until very recently, we've also had a cap salary like a room, like cap room to where you could only sign a certain amount of players. So for me, I think to, uh, I guess, kind of play devil's advocate to your argument. If uh, Golden State were to get those top two picks, then <laughs> like after winning the championships, it, it would break the league, in my opinion, because they were already so good with Kevin Durant at coming to them with all that money that also getting those players would, um, uh, because it's, it's just... It wouldn't work out, in my opinion. But Ethan, I, I don't know. It's the rich get richer and the yeah. poor stay poor. And that, like in, in sporting No, aspects. but then think about it like this. Think about it like this, yeah. Every, so you're saying now, every team, like let's say, name me the worst three NBA teams right now in the last five years. The worst three. that haven't had no playoffs. Every season it's the same dud. I just say, just say three. Well, I don't know. The thing is, like uh, every it always every changes. team, like, every like yeah. the two three years, like the okay. same worst teams aren't the so, same worst okay. team. That's what we're trying okay, to say. So last season's last season's three worst teams gone. Houston, Detroit, and Cleveland. Okay, so Houston, Detroit, and Cleveland. Yeah. So let's say those three teams. Now, what has happened? This whole season, they have underperformed massively. They are the worst three teams in the NBA. But then you have someone in the NBA 2, well, I'm just ra random name, whatever. But for argument's sake, someone in the NBA 2, the best three teams are have had outstanding seasons. So what happens? They deserve to be in the NBA 1 because why? They have proven to themselves. So think of the overall quality of the league. Imagine you have better players. That cool. The top will be the top, unfortunately. Like Unless you have a situation where like Leicester, when they won the league, 
like where all big teams had a like Milwaukee. No one expected them to win the chip. Yes, they have Giannis, but no one thought they could really do it because there was still a lot of challenges. A few, yeah, me. So very like, true. So let's see. So let's see. So let's say you have those three dead teams here: Detroit, uh, Houston, and Cleveland. Yeah, those three go down, and the best three. Like, I'm gonna think of states that don't have NBA teams: Nebraska, Iowa, and another one that was Seattle. The yeah. SuperSonics. They get a, they okay. get their team back. Okay. okay, Seattle. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You have Nebraska, Iowa, and Seattle. They put they get promoted to the NBA. What have What happens now? You've got rid of three rubbish teams, and you've replaced them with three better teams than those teams that went down. So what's happened? The overall quality of the league has improved. Why? Because the team that you've got rid of, they're better than the teams that you're going to bring in. Go ahead. I have a crazy idea. Go ahead. We have the G League right now, right? Which yeah, yeah, yeah. is the lower version of the NBA, but it's it's treated as a developmental. What yeah, if yeah, yeah. they made that the relegation league, right? But they also had the draft. So the if to to entice teams not to tank the last three teams, or I guess last three or four teams at the bottom of the, at the bottom of the standings at the end of the year, they get relegated. And then right after that, so like the fifth team, they'll get the first pick in the draft. I'm not mad at that. Or, or what about this? What about this? The three teams that are moving up instead of three teams going down, they get the first picks. You get what I'm saying? So they oh. got extra boost to, instead of just going up there to come back that down. That would be cool too. They, mm-hmm. they have boost to get up there and stay. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Because one of the one of the things that we talk about here in England is how you have yo-yo teams. So teams that will yo-yo from the Premier League to the Championship every season, they'll bounce between the two leagues. So a big example is Fulham. Bro, in the last five years, they've had back-to-back promotion and relegation. They've gone Prem, relegated. Prem, Championship. Prem, Championship. And now they're back in the Prem because they won the Championship. So... There is things like that, but the thing with England and the reason why we don't like they get care, they get looked after. They're a big club. They just they are run poorly when they're in the Premier League. So think of it like this: think of like when when you when you first get a, when you get your first paycheck, instead of you thinking about how am I going to spend my first paycheck, what do you what do you think? Oh, let me blow this. Let me go out. Let me have fun. Let me have let me have the time of my life. Let me blow this. That's what a lot of teams do. So the Premier League actually gives you money for getting promoted and then gives you money when you get relegated. Yeah. It's like a parachute yeah. payment. So we don't want like a team that gets relegated from the Premier League to never come back to the Premier League. So they will give you like 100 mil to be like, yes, you got relegated, but here's your money for being in the league. Use that money and find your way back up. That's what, that's what they do. Hey. And it works a lot of times because think of it like this. Wolves, Wolves a few years ago was a championship team. They got promoted only a few years ago. People forget this. But now what are they? They're a top eight. Top, they're a top half of the table team. Why? Strat- strategy, transfers, they were very savvy with their, how they got... Same with Leicester. Like, you see a lot yeah. of teams that get exactly. really, really good because like, that's what happened with West Ham. They get really, really close to Cham- uh, Champions League or they get really close to Europa. They get it and then the next thing they'd be so like dog water. They wouldn't be good because they wouldn't spend their money smart. And Leicester and Wolves are like the, the opposite. Like They'll get there They'll sell some of their players like Conte and Mars, but then they'll bring in others like like Telemans and all those guys. You know what I'm trying to say? Like Wesley yeah. Fofana, they'll be smart with their money. And another factor to think about too, and I don't even think we mentioned this in the episode with Remedy. Um, we didn't talk about like the difference in the seasons too. I mean, the NFL and the NBA are yeah, very yeah, like, yeah, we have good. one season with with football in in Europe. It's two, you could fit two seasons into a whole year. It's not like that for the NFL. You get one season in one year, and maybe you change that up. Maybe you find a way to where we could get football or American football year-round. Maybe where we can get basketball year-round. But, again, these are just these are just thoughts. These are ideas. I don't think America will ever <laughs> adopt these things. But it would be interesting to try it out, right? So, like, if one of us ever became commissioner – of yeah, one of these big sports leagues, Ethan, uh, Commissioner Hamilton uh, will be announcing the picks for the NBA draft. <laughs> it does, it does. It does, Commissioner <laughs> Hamilton, man. But, like, what, I'm with you on you? that. Like, we're, yeah. we're a stubborn country, man. Both of our countries are stubborn. We ain't going to change nothing. But it, it's nice to dream, you know what I mean? It's nice to dream. <laughs> I, I feel like hey. we spent enough time today talking about sports, man. We've been talking about football soccer all day. But before we go... 
I'm gonna do some start bench cuts. All right, we like to do this with the music and everything. I want to do uh, a, two, so two this sports ones. This is how you're gonna let me leave. Yeah, you're gonna let me leave on some start some cuts. Yeah. All right, all right, mm-hmm. all right, all right we'll we'll do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do the basic three. The Gerard, the Lampard, and the Skull. Because oh. I hate that one. Because, hey, hot take, I think they're not the top three best midfielders in the Premier League. Um, I think it's... De- oh, then, oh, 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 you're getting confused. They're not rate, They're not compared because they're the best three in the league. Oh, it's because they're, they're English? Compared to the best, yeah, the best English three. That's why they... Yeah. Okay, that mm. makes sense. Because I always thought, I was like, bro, like, Vieira is better than them. In my opinion, Vieira, De Bruyne, when it's all said... Kante. Kante, De Bruyne... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, David Silva, Fabregas, Michael, like they're all better than them. Yeah. But I get what you mean. So this is my three, right? Because I, I don't think Gage got a better three. Who, who's been the best three in the world? Be- start bench cut. Benzema, Salah, Salah, and De Bruyne. Easy, easy, easy. Start Benzema, bench Salah, sell De Bruyne. Ooh, 100%. really? Hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent. That's the easy one. I thought it was going to be more challenging. Oh, now, now, now you disrespect. Now I got to come with a better one. Let me think. <laughs> Let me think. Ooh. I got one for you guys. I got okay. one for you guys. Let's go, Martin. So, start, sub, sell. Um, Sergio Ramos, Vincent Company, and uh, Van Dyke. In their prime? Yeah, prime. All of them in primes. Yeah, yeah. Ethan, I'll let you go first. Uh, I hate two of those guys, so yeah, I'm letting my bias show. <laughs> uh, start company, bench Van Dyke, sell Ramos. Oh, sh- I was going to say start Ramos. <sighs> Cut Van Dyke? No, I don't know. I'm not sure. What do you, what do you think, Ethan, man? Say yours again. Say your, say, I just want you to I say it with my far. chest. I say it with my chest. Start company, bench Van Dyke, and sell Ramos. Ramos is an offside merchant. All his goals, it just, he's like, what, what do y'all call him? A passion merchant, aggressive merchant. All he does is scream, rah, rah, rah. He'll be doing nothing. Yeah. All those athletic goals in the finals, they was all offside. He's a Just fraud. to be sure, we're talking about Sergio Ramos from here, right? So, so Ramos, no, no, I'm not talking about the corner. I'm talking about the um the free kick, the cross. Oh, 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 oh. It, it was the year they won one zero against Atleti. He's a fraud. Yeah. Sergio Ramos is a fraud. I, hey, all your English buddies finna rip me a new one. I already know. That's crazy. Okay, uh, Gage, what do you say? Uh, I mean, I think one? I. I mean, I think I go Ramos. I like Sergio Ramos, um, or at least from what I remember watching him. <laughs> um, I like Sergio Ramos. Company was really good too, but I think I'll go Sergio Ramos, Van Dyke, and then Company. Yeah, is it? How, how do you have it, Monty? He he got it the same. That's actually the right. Yeah, but the same way. The right, that's exactly, probably the right one. Exactly the same one. Exactly the same one. It's the right one. Okay. But I gotta let my bias show. I gotta let my bias show. Okay, I got I got another one. I got one more. Uh, start, and this is a Brazilian special because I know you're you're Argentine. Oh, why you got to do this to me? I, I, I need to think of something of some like similar thought. So start, sub, sell. Carlo, uh, Roberto Carlos, Marcelo, and Danny Alves all in their primes. Danny Alves, Marcelo, Roberto Danny Carlos. Alves. I think that might be mine too. Danny Alves was in his. And my whole thing is, any one of you. Now we're gonna get talk ball a little bit, Gage. Gage, if you get lost, I'm sorry, bro. Now I got somebody to talk ball with. Hey, any of y'all that think Philip Lamb can touch Danny Alves, grow up. You're a child. You're a child. Who said that? Who said that? Hey, it's the same Man United fan I talked to you about. The same guy that likes me. He, Philip Lamb, <laughs> Philip Lamb cannot touch Danny Alves. Bro, bro, bro. Don't even I don't think so either. Bro, don't don't pay attention to what he says. He supports McTominay. <laughs> Come on, not. Okay. Don't listen to what he says. I I need your your three right now. Who are your three most hated players that you would go down like for the rest of your life? I will never rock with them. For me, it's easy, easy three right here. Muller is one. I can't stand him. I can't stand Muller. <laughs> Muller's one. Robin is two. That, oh, oh, he makes me sick. 
Robin is two, and for th- three, easy for me. It's it's a tie because I think I want to say um, I want to say Rooney. My whole heart hey, wants to say Rooney. I, the thing is, I so have some hard I have some hard feelings towards Robin too because. No era penal, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that way he flopped like a motherfucking that World Cup. I cannot lie. Because uh, Monty, Mexico, I, I'm sorry, man. I know, I, I know you like the Netherlands, but <laughs> no era penal, <laughs> man. Come on. <laughs> Listen, you know, you know what? It's gonna be three individuals that don't like Robin. I don't like him either. I can't lie. <gasps> see, like, I don't like him at all. I, you see, my three most hated players, Robin. Aguero. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. I love. Hey, hey, hey. T- and we did favorites. These are my favorites for sure. Um. So Robin, Aguero, and Iniesta. 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 Yeah. Them three. They can all die. Why? <laughs> they can die a horrible death. <laughs> they can eat a double decker dick sandwich. Is what he just said. Damn Iniesta though. I, oh, I get why Iniesta though. I get because now that makes sense. You support you support Holland, so that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I can't hate that. What's that? What's that? that? The way he would embarrass us when we united with Barcelona, bro. It was, you know, every time I see Iniesta, yeah, it's always against what I want. Like. <laughs> I wanted Chelsea to progress against Barcelona. What does he do? He scores the winner. I wanted to win the World Cup. What does he do? Score the winner. Like, I hate him. Like, bro, a, like, I just hate him. Like, bro, that's how I feel about Mother. Like, bro, shut up. Bro, be talking crazy. Like, bro, you be you be a passenger for these fucking trophies. He be a passenger. He didn't do nothing. He didn't do nothing in that World Cup final. Flander, I will not accept. I will not accept that. No way. What? <laughs> I, I can't. Hey, hey, without Lewandowski, that, he ain't winning shit. He ain't winning shit without Lewandowski. That one smells. That one smells. I'm a part of the Argentina <laughs> subsection. That if Argentina, if we got, if Di Maria played in the final, we smoked them. We smoked them. We smoked them. <laughs> oh, I oh, oh. Hey. If Higuain scored his one-on-one, we would smoke oh. him. I, I, don't say his name. Don't ever say Higuain's name near me again. I'll kill him. i kill oh, Higuain. Bro. I can't stand it. The amount of missed Higuain, penalties man. he has, we, we would have been beat Chile like four times over if it wasn't for his sorry excuse. I can't stand Higuain. Hey. <laughs> hey, well, I think we're we're looking towards the end of this episode. So, uh, Monty, I want to say thanks for joining our recording again, man. We really appreciate you. Appreciate, hey, listen. next time you come on, we talking music. We talking sure. music. We got yeah, all, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. We got me because I, I got to ask your opinion on Lil Sims. I love Lil Sims. I I love her, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. Hey, next episode. If y'all want that next episode, let us know in the comments because we'll give it to y'all. We'll give it to hey, y'all. But once again, Monty, again, thank you for joining us. Description, we're going to have his video, channel, social media, all that shit. Make sure you guys follow him. Go watch his video before you come check ours out, man. That way you don't miss nothing. You watch yeah, it in order. Go, go check yeah. his out, man. And yeah, other than that, uh, other than that, that's, that's going to oh, be Oh, we got to do first. PSA. We got to do PSA. Oh, yeah. We do Monty. at the end of every show. We do this uh, PSA public service announcement. Announcement. We get we let our guests submit any agenda they have to get off their chest that nobody can argue. Any agenda they have to get off their chest that is that's the odd written truth that nobody can deny, and we won't argue it. Like we had, I argued that we should take. This is right after the pandemic. I argued that we need to take away airports from people because this is when all those like videos came out of people licking stuff in grocery stores. I was like, yeah, I'm done with airports. We don't deserve those. What do we say? Like we say stuff like that, or people will peace like they'll say like nice messages of like peace, love, and stuff like that. Whatever you want, whatever agendas or messages you gotta push. Oh, where do I begin? <laughs> I. You know what, yeah? You know what, you know what, you know what? Because we spoke a lot about football today on my episode and on your episode right now, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get this off my chest. And I'm going to say it loud and proud, yeah? Manchester United is the greatest football club on this planet. 
Thank you. And good night. Thank you and good night. Write the show up, bro. Come on. Write the show up, dog. Hey. And the Cowboys stink. I'm down. All right. That's a great way to end it. Monty, thank you for joining. It's been the young Rottweiler, Ethan Hamilton. And 007 Gage Sutton. Thank y'all for watching. We will see y'all next week. Peace.